what they remember, your logo, your website, that sticky thing going back to the touches. It's like a brand can be memorable. Think of all the huge businesses that we could all name. We, we remember their brand. A marketing message can be done on a much more granular level, but you can still have a strong brand. This is To The Point. A Rhino Experience. Bullet one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. Uh, Cristiano is an amazing guy. He's going to host the marketing panel. A lot of amazing marketers. You know, there's a lot of people out here that do SEO. They focus on optimizing their Google My Business page. They focus on local service ads and trying to figure out pay-per-click. And it's not easy to master all four of those because they're all different algorithms. And they're probably going to touch upon that. Some of us have made, made a ton of money on social media. I love social media, but it's a different funnel. It's a different concept. It's, a, uh, it's higher in the funnel. And the best thing I like to talk about with marketing is relationships. I've got a, a guy, one of, my vet, one of the clients I have gives me $3 million a year. That's just one. What if I went out and got 100 of those? That'd be a $300 million company to manage 100 great relationships. So a lot of people go, man, how do you get to a million, $100 million? Well, if you're really smart, you recognize those million-dollar clients. And if you just meet 20, you got a $20 million company. And if you help them grow, or they could double, then you got a $40 million company. But I do love marketing. I really do. You know what the biggest thing is? Um, we're, we're really focusing on this whole idea of influencer marketing. So yesterday, how many of you guys ever heard of Brad Lee? Brad Lee calls me yesterday and I thought he was going to wish me luck and say, hey, man, I'm all about freedom. And he did say, hey, I've heard about freedom. Really excited about it. I want to help you out any way I can. But he goes, I'm not going to lie to you, Tommy. I'm calling you because my garage door sounds like shit. He goes, I don't get it, man. It's noisy as hell. I go, yeah, thanks, man. I'm I'm in the middle of a conference. I thought this would be more important. And I said, uh, here's the deal, Brad. I'll, I'll send a guy out. We'll make your door super quiet. We'll put new rollers on. We'll lubricate it, just tighten everything on the door. All I ask of you is that when we record it, you post it on all your social media. I'll pick up the costs. And he's like, deal, man. All day. I'll do it. So those little things, little things like that. What if I did 10 of those a day? How many people would want to work for me? How many eight players would be lined up that listen to Brad Lee that are watching him? So affiliate marketing, influencer marketing, turning each and every one of your coworkers, your employees into marketers. I was telling somebody last night, and I got to get Chris up here, but as people come back to the room, I was telling everybody, what if every single one of your employees was able to produce 10 leads a week? their wife, their kids, their social media, their church, their real estate company? What if you worked with them to teach them how to get you leads and pay them 8%? The average person would make an extra 70 grand a year. 
So what if you pay your people, maybe they make 100 grand. What if your average person made 170 grand? You could recruit everybody. You could get the best of the best. You could pay more. And they're out there getting you leads. There's a lot of ways we could do this. And Chris really, he's been doing marketing for a long time. One of the things I look at for great marketers is I go to a thing called Ahrefs. Write that down. Ahrefs. And I look at websites. And Cristiano with Rhino is one of the best I've seen as far as ranking. You could type in your own website, go website rank checker, and it'll tell you how much you rank. You can look up A1 Garage. I'm pretty proud we're at a 60. And each point you go up gets harder, just like each point of body fat you go down gets harder. But listen, Cristiano's a dear friend of mine. He's a great guy. He's a good dad, good husband, good business owner, cares about his clients. And he'll tell you when he comes up here that it's not easy, especially right now. And he'll probably tell you HVAC is the hardest because there's so much money in it that people are out spending each other. We've had a bad summer, but I want you to try to gather everybody from outside. This is going to be an amazing panel. I want to invite up my good friend, dear friend of mine, Cristiano. Thank you. Appreciate you, brother. Kill it. Kill it. Um, and thank you for sticking around for day three. I want to start off with this. So, uh, one, I'm grateful that Tommy had asked me to come up here and do this and lead the marketing panel. Uh, I've been able to moderate quite a few marketing panels. And the one thing that I'm a big fan of is panel diversity. Not everybody needs to agree because you want options, right? And in digital marketing or marketing in general, that's one thing you've got is a lot of options. So when I bring on the panelists, uh, I wanted them to share their opinions and then back it up with facts. So that way, what you're getting from them is proven things that have worked, whether you're HVAC, plumbing, electrical, garage doors, roofing, doesn't matter. So I'll give you this one thing and then I'm going to bring the panelists out. And I say this every time I've spoke. So who in here has actually seen me speak before anyway? Raise your hand nice and high. So then you've heard this. I talk about this thing called the 95-5 rule. You've heard it throughout the, throughout the week. And it is that of the 500 plus of these I've spoken at over the last 15, 16 years, this statistic still reigns true. And I keep saying it over and over again, hoping that I can impress upon you to fall into what's the five percenters. Because the unfortunate part is you took the time to be here. You took the notes you're away from your family. The ambition is there. You met some people. Maybe you stayed out too late last night. Some of you are feeling that in you right now. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe I was there. Maybe I wasn't. But the unfortunate part of this is 95% of you will walk out of here with all the right ambition, the right notes, even the right connections, and go back into the same routine. Who in here has been guilty of that? Totally raise your hand because I've been there too. That's 95% of this room will still go back and do just that. Or you might try one thing. It doesn't work the way you want it, so you skip it, and you go right back into the same routine. So the five percenters, the five percenters are the ones who become the most successful. They go back, they implement, they break it, they try it again a different way, but you do something and leverage your relationships. So that's my ask. Can we be five percenters when we leave this, this event? Awesome. I'm going to bring out my panelists. My panelists, go ahead and come out. Bring out Terry Briggs, Katie Donovan, Eric Thomas, and my man, Dustin Carroll. Come on out. Give him a big round of applause.
Welcome, welcome everybody. Hello. Okay, so did anybody here think this year was tough from a marketing perspective? You know who it's tougher on? Take a guess. Look at this panel. Marketing agencies, because when you guys are slow, whose fault is it? Well, don't you have to point me out directly? There's a whole panel of people up here. Like, all these fuckers are, it's their fault too. It's their fault too. It's not Terry's fault. She's in branding. <laughs> Check the box and move on. It looks great. And then they're out. Easiest one. So, this year was a grind. And so, we have nearly 700 contractors. So, you got to worry about yourself. We have to worry about a lot. And that's a lot of human beings behind those brands that are relying on us to help build their businesses. So we as marketing companies also have to be strategic and try to figure out what works and what can we do differently to make you, the contractor, successful. That's the only reason our businesses exist. So this year being a battle challenged us in different ways to try new things too. You have to get out of your comfort zone and try new things to differentiate yourself because there's many of yous in the same town that you're marketing in, right? 2024, we talked about this, 2024 is going to be an epic battlefield. Do you guys know that? You've been hearing that? You can give into that in a couple of different ways. You can be like, yep, it's going to be a battlefield. Like, I'm out. I quit. Like, that's not for me. This shit's going to get hard. And I'm just going to, like, cruise. No, you're not. You can't. You cannot do that. So there's plenty of things that you can do to be successful in 2024. And that's what I hope to share with you guys today. Is that cool? Wonderful. So the very first thing I want to ask my panel is... You know, based on all of our knowledge of working across lots of different contractors and lots of different markets with lots of different services, like what are or what should the contractors be paying the closest? Saying this, you know, twenty twenty four is going to be a battle. What should the contractors, regardless of size, be paying the closest attention to going into next year or part of their plan to win in twenty twenty four? Who wants to go first? Consistency. Kicks determination's ass. Look at that. So when you look at like the things you're doing right, and I'm not going to do a quick 100% repeat of what I was just talking about before lunch, but the idea is like you're doing things right in your business when you go into a year like next year. We can already see the forecasting, whether it's the economy or the election coming up or all this other stuff. If you simply look at the things that you're doing correctly and focus on that, Next year is not a year for new ideas or new services. It's about understanding the things in your business that are working correctly, drilling in on those things and figuring out how to get... I forgot if it was Alex Hermosi or someone was talking about this last week. It was like, business is supposed to be boring. Even though we get excited about running our companies and hiring and solving problems and growing... When you want to find consistency in your business, it's finding those boring things that are working and spending time optimizing how to do more of those things. Hey, why are you talking so low? Because I get really excited when I sit next to you. <laughs> Does that get you guys excited when he talks like this? Yeah, we were backstage talking to you about some, this exact issue. And I think one of the things we all mostly agree on is the fundamentals, too. It's, this is going to be a year of fundamentals. We were talking about Vince Lombardi. He would make his trainers go, his uh, players go out. Even you could be the top of your game, and he'd make them go out and practice those base drills every single time. The fundamentals are so, so, so important. Local service ads, Google My Business, the website, getting your your direct mail marketing, your branding, making sure all of those fundamentals before you go out and try and do crazy things. It's really going to be a year for fundamentals and making sure you got those things nailed down. Great advice. Anybody else? We're going to need uh, a little more participation out of you, too. 
I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just giving you a hard time. Just giving you a hard time. <laughs> now I'm going to pull Terry into this one because my next one is around branding, marketing. Is it the same? Is branding and marketing the same thing? It is not. It is not. Hey, can we pull the house lights up just a little bit so I can see some faces? I'd appreciate that. Um, Will you go ahead and just share? Maybe this one's probably the easiest landing on you because we all know that um, with, well, at least what we know is that the better the brand, the better the performance. There's a lot that goes along with it. But what is the difference, thank you, uh, between marketing and branding? So I think the easiest way to think about it is branding is like the totality of all of the parts of the personality of your company, right? So it's your name, it's the tagline, it's the voice of the brand, it's the logo, and it's how all of those things work together to create your overall persona. Like Dan likes to say, your brand is what people are saying behind your back, right? Marketing is the actual action of delivering those things to your audience. So those are the tactics that you use to get that information to people. I go to where like the brand is your face and the marketing is the messaging. Yep. It's your voice. Yep. So depending on what services you offer or what you're doing, how you speak to your customers is the marketing message. What they remember, your logo, your website, that sticky thing going back to the touches. It's like a brand can be memorable. Think of all the huge businesses that we could all name. We, we remember their brand. A marketing message can be done on a much more granular level, but you can still have a strong brand. Yeah, when y'all are talking about consistency, um, your messaging has to be consistent too with your brand. So like the way that we're all showing up here right now, all dressed up and professional, a little bit different than how we showed up last night at the uh, at the after party, but we're still the same people. We still have the same message. So we have to have consistency in your messaging as well with your brand. Your message was a little different last night. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not consistent. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I love the old bus chops on panels. No one does it, but I do. Katie, you got anything? Wow, I much of what they just said. I think the brand is really who you are, your culture, uh, your what makes you unique, and then marketing is how you're found. Marketing is awareness, and when they work together, someone you know I, I talk about this all the time. But when you Google, it's within three seconds those results come up. Almost always within three seconds, the person's making that next decision. If you don't have a strong brand it's much harder to be recognized on the noise of that page. So marketing is the awareness, brand is the who and the culture. SmartAC.com, SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is gonna be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. Yeah, that's great. And I'll just finish with this before I go to the next question because I want to give you all some actual like tactical takeaways right? than just talking about theory and generalized bullshit and stuff like that too. But this is all good stuff. I want you to pay attention to it. I believe branding's never been more important than it is right now. Like it has never been more important than it is right now. You guys saw in Dan's presentation yesterday, like those numbers aren't like made up stuff. Like that's real. And by the way, from us who have managed multiple contractors, you see how different brands perform in similar or same markets versus others. And it always does better. Fact. Would you guys agree? So, so what I want to do is, um, 
just real quick by a, a, a show of hands, and don't please do not be embarrassed by this too. I just want to ask because it helps me get an idea and helps us get an idea of who's in this room. But how many of you in here are three are three million dollars or less? Probably a big chunk if you raise your hands, right? And marketing, you're in a unique position when you're at three million dollars or less. You ain't gonna outspend a lot of people, right? You gotta get creative. You gotta make sure you got right partners. Every dollar counts. So what I wanted to do is with the panelists, and, and some of this stuff is applicable regardless of size, but to you specifically who may not have a, or may have a limited budget, we want to try and give you guys some tactics or at least some areas to focus on. Like Katie's saying, it's going to be a big black, uh, blocking and tackling year for us, right? For everyone. You know, do the basics really, really well or do the things that you've been doing really, really well uh, or get better at them. So one question I want to ask the panel is, if you could give me like, you know, one, two, three... Um, things that that they should be focusing on that I would or that you would consider like hey if you only could focus on these three things these are the three things that you as a contractor need to do in 2024. I'm passionate about this like passionate about it so I'm gonna jump in hopefully I don't offend. If you are zero to three million you need to be having a solid Google business profile. It is free. It is the only place you can directly publish information to Google unless you know you're doing some of the tricks we do. A Google business profile, your GMB, that little thing that pops up, is a gold mine for leads. I don't, I see a lot of head shaking. I, if you don't have your Google business profile, and then for goodness sakes, go out and get a local service ads account. I know everyone's talking about how overpopulated a local service ads is, but we don't need a lot of leads when we're zero to three million, right? We're not looking for a hundred leads a day. You pick up one or two leads from LLSA when it's done properly, and, and you can do it. You don't need a contractor to do it. You don't need a partner to do it. They're very simple things to do. A Google business profile and local service ads should be the first thing I think everyone should be looking at. I think about as we go into like more of a down economy or this stuff being forecasted, and when things are good, it's great, right? Everything's easy. We're, we're getting leads, and the phone is ringing, and everything's working. I think something that gets very neglected when you have a flood of stuff coming in is a focus on a referral or a rewards program or going back to the people that are your advocates, that are your cul-de-sac Karens, that are the people that just want nothing more than to tell the world about how good an experience they had. And we all get like reviews coming in. Maybe you got your auto email, your text going out or that type of stuff. That's not going to cut it. You need to put a system in place in your business where a human is asking another human if they had a good experience, if that they would be willing to share that and figure out some way to incentivize it. I've seen some really cool stuff where like businesses are, um, you don't need to bribe people. It doesn't need to be like, I'll give you 50 bucks to do some shit. But what is the, what is the restaurant? What is the coffee house? What is the cookie place? What is the thing that people know locally that they're like, I love Chris's HVAC because he sends me a thing for Dave's bagels every other month when I get my maintenance check done. Think about the things that you can do to create intimacy, to give someone a reason to tell someone else about you because they want to, but we're all busy. I like to say like your customers have a hundred problems. You should solve four to seven of them perfectly. And so when you can think about those asks that you can make for the reviews, the requests or the referrals, it should be top of everyone's mind. Did you guys see Dave get passionate about that and move to the front of his seat? I can't let you keep talking shit to me up here that I'm... 
Yep, there. I love it, man, because I can tell when you're on one. I've been able to do this with Dave multiple times, so I know like that's like that's in his wheelhouse. I don't know how to follow that. I feel like I you should dance or something. Your seat. But Dan, dance. I do think too, like to expand on that. I think one of the things that people forget about is that when it's really important to focus internally, you have to be training because you're going to want to make sure that every touch point, somebody who works for you, that they're having with a customer is on point. So if you're going to be relying on all those wonderful experiences people have, make sure that you're giving your teams the information and the training they need to make sure that all of them are really successful on brand and memorable. Yeah, I think that's hot. Um, I think a lot of it too comes down to education. So when you're zero to 3 million, you're kind of fighting an uphill battle when it comes to budget against the one that's at 50 million plus. And if you're not educating your customers, your competitors are, or even worse, home advisors educating them for you. So when they go and this is going into a repair economy and search is down and people go on there and they search, how much does a new air conditioner cost? And Angie's list pops up saying it's $4,500. Well, you failed to educate your customer. And so now they think it's $4,500. So consumer ignorance creates commoditization. This was actually something that Marcus shared and shared with me on the podcast a few years ago. And it was like, if you're not educating your customers on all the questions that they're going to have before they have them, and you're not putting that content out there, it's free to take out your little pocket computer and record a video and put it on social media and put it on your Google business profile and put it on YouTube. Go ask your website team right now, pull a spreadsheet of all of our contact forms from the past two years Sift through them and find the top five to seven most commonly asked questions or requests that come through and make videos about every single one of those and put them out there and educate your customer. Yeah, I'll just piggyback with a couple quick things. Great time to focus on reviews. Try to get as many reviews as you can while you're in this moment. Like every, make every opportunity count. Make every single call count. Pay attention to those things. Um, does anyone in here have... Like social media neighborhood groups, like I've got one in the neighborhood I live in, raise your hand nice and high, because most everybody in here has one. Um, that doesn't cost you anything but sweat equity to go in there and participate. So I know a few of my buddies uh, that have businesses have you know, used those as those sources. Like, you know, the ones that you go into and they're like, oh, ABC Cafe, my fries were cold. You know, it's the, but we all have those. They're really good to stay engaged in. Don't go in there and sell your stuff. Go in there and give and educate, whether it's seasonal, whatever's coming up, but just, you know, give back to it. And that will actually start to generate some really good referral business for you in a social media platform. It doesn't cost you anything but some sweat equity. So, one thing I would say in reviews. So, great. Big fan of LSAs, big fan of building out your Google business profiles, the things that you can control that are minimal risk to no risk. So um, take some of those tactics back. And then I'll finish with this one before I go to the next question is, you know, again, talking about blocking and tackling, everybody's got a website at this point in time. Um, is now the time to like maybe do some more things to yours so it doesn't look like it was built forever ago? You look at yours and how they compare to others. So aesthetically, like that's one thing to think of. But then our job as marketers is once they get there, how do we get them to call you? If they don't call you, it's our fault. So the easiest things that we can do is, you know, if you're no matter which business that you're in, is make it easy when they get to your site that they ain't got to search for exactly what you do, regardless of what your name is, right? If if what you do is in your name, okay, good. But don't make it difficult for somebody to figure out what you do, and don't make it difficult for them to figure out where you do it, regardless of how long you've been in that market. Two simple, easy steps that you can do, and then make it easy for them to contact you, whether you like somebody texting you or not, or chatting you or not. Your customers want to do those things. So give them the options to reach out to you on whichever way they can possible. Those are some easy things that you could do on the site. Because listen, 
I travel all over the place. I speak a lot. I'm at a lot of events. I talk to a lot of people. And guess what? When I want some things done, I'm flying somewhere. The last thing I want to do is talk to somebody. I want to book it without talking to you. I'll talk to you when I'm ready. Anybody else relate to that? Like, I don't want to have to talk to you to book things. Anybody else have a kid or a teenager that's in their room that'll text them from their room? Does that piss you off like it pisses me off? Yes. Maybe I'm a little old school, but that's the way it is, right? So we just got to make sure we're making it easy for them to know exactly what you do, where you do it, and to reach out to you. And then, of course, speed delete is always a thing. You know, making sure that if you can have speed delete is always a thing. Financing offers, things like that that are easy. But, you know, use the site. You've already got it. You just make some adjustments to it to make sure it's a conversion machine. Can you guys agree? Back on that quick. Yeah. So you got to think about like, <sighs> one of my least favorite things that I hear is when you hear a business owner be like, well, I wouldn't respond to that or I don't do it that way. And it's like the ego thing. You got to check that shit because your customers, you, I think about it like how people digest content. Chris might like to watch the video. Katie might want to listen to the audio. Terry might want to read the book. It's not our choice how our customers chose to do things. We have to cover all the bases. Like we took on the responsibility to be selfish for them. So anytime you hear that little voice in your head being like, oh, I wouldn't do that. I don't click on AdWords or I don't look at direct mail or I don't care about it. It's like, get out of here with that shit. You have to look and put yourself in the position. Because how many customers fit in a box? Is every one of your customers a 42-year-old man with one kid who drives a Suburban? No, it's a widespread thing. And so you have to be selfish for your customers, especially in communication, because some of them might want to sit in their room two doors down the hallway and text you. But it's our job to appease that need. I'm being polite. Raised your we hand. That was very thoughtful. It's like we're on a You all see meeting. which one of us has manners. <laughs> all right. So write down the story brand framework by Donald Miller. Go listen to his podcast. Go read his books. A lot of times with your websites, you don't need a full rebuild. You don't need a full redesign. Sometimes you just need to re-clarify your messaging. And a lot of times with websites and with advertising, we make it too much about ourselves. Like, I'm the hero here. I'm sorry, but none of you guys are the heroes. You all are the guide. And so this is what Donald Miller talks about in all of his stuff where you're the guide and the customer is the hero for calling you. And your goal and your entire job is to help them become the hero of their story. And so sometimes when you're looking at your site, you're like, man, this is all just me, 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 I, I, I. It needs to be more you, you. You make it about the customer, make them the hero, and um, you'll definitely stand out from your competition for sure. Terry, this is a great time for you to talk about how important it is like, to have a brand that differentiates them when they go to the site as well. Because a brand does create some sort of a feeling, right? And we can make, really make action one. based off feelings. Well, I'm just assuming that everybody knows that if you're not kick charged, then you're not going to do well online. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Dan, you've Shots done fired. well. No, it's really important. I mean, I think one of the things is that when you land on a website and you see something that's welcoming and it's going to assert, like if you think of like Honey Dudes, for example, a brand like that, when you go to a website and you're going to see that mascot that maybe you've seen on the streets, on the vehicles, you see messaging that's similar to the tagline, everything's consistent, everything matches, all of the messaging is on point. It's just easier for people to feel comfortable um, and they're definitely going to be more likely to click that form, pick up the phone. Super important. Anybody else? I, the only thing I would comment to is we spent a lot of time talking about getting them from the website. And I don't mean to, but the fundamentals. I'm such a huge fan of what Dope does primarily because I would make every maintenance room in every house look like a Christmas tree. I mean, hang tags 
are one of the best, I think, investments you can make. And this coming from a digital marketer, hanging those hang tags, making sure with that branding message, the direct mail matches, getting some of those things so that we catch them before they even get to the website to see some of our competitors. So many people with their mobile phone walk, and you can speak this better than I can, walk into that utility room, look at their phone, look at the sticker and call it. That's right away. It's less than 20 minutes between when you decide you've got a problem to when you're actually going to make a conversion, a phone call, form for chat, for demand services. That didn't come from me. That came from Google. 20 minutes. So if you can cut that because they walk into the utility room, they see that water heater or the backyard, depending on where your water heater is and what market, you walk in, you see that water on the ground and there's a sticker, they're not going to Google. They're going to call that number. I remember Tommy called me four years ago. He's like, I want the stickiest fucking sticker you can find me that will never come off of anything. He's like, you got to say that louder. Yeah. I was like, that was too good to pass up. Sounds so, like Tommy. I thought it was Tommy what, saying what, it. Was Tommy, like, Tommy called me four years ago and was like, Dave, I need the stickiest fucking sticker that you can sell me. So it will never come off of anything. Because you think about just like that easy button. When you go look at something like that, and it's like, Chris, you had said something a minute ago. So you want to be looking at what your competition is doing because like comparison is the thief of joy unless your competition is eating your fucking lunch. You have to be able to steal like an artist, get inspired, look at what others are doing, whether it's people in this room or people in your market or someone doing a same or similar service, look at what someone's doing make it your own and spin a version of it, get inspired by something because success leaves clues. All you got to do is pay attention and look at it. Yeah, that's great. I wanted you to speak up on that because I mean, the point where you're going with it, but it's a good point, right? I want to also say like, you know, uh, for anybody on the panel too, that we're on the call to action business, right? Like we are trying to get a human being who doesn't want to have to call you in the first place to take some sort of action and use your business. Like that's what we're hired to do, right? Um, so what I want to be able to try and give these guys is, and gals is what are some of the best performing um, ads or call to I'll say let's just say call to actions that uh, could be used across the end of contractor regardless of business like what are some good things that you guys that you guys are seeing? Well, I think you nailed it earlier. I think it's got to be multi uh, many calls to action to meet the customer where they're at. Right. I am. I am not. I will talk to a dead person. So I will pick up a phone. I will call you. I will talk to you. No problem. Right. But you might be. Hey, I want to. I want to schedule that all online. Right. I want to send a form. I think it's getting as many of those conversion actions. And again, they cost zero dollars and zero cents to update on your website. So get as many calls to actions as you can. Do the direct mail. Do the email campaigns. Have the website. Have it all match with great branding. But make sure you meet that customer where they are. Because it's, it's a changing market. Again, I'll throw the number out again. 20 minutes from when I find a demand. To put that in perspective, people spend 15 to 20 hours planning a vacation. And we spend 20 minutes buying an HVAC system when our HVAC system fails. So having that call to action, or making the conversion to do it, but having that call to action that meets them where they're at and multiple calls to action on the site, clearly you don't want to have too many things on there and make it look like a bazaar or something crazy. But clean calls to action that meets the customer where they're at is so important. Anybody else before I go? How many people are in how many people in the room are in HVAC or plumbing? Decent percentage. So I saw a really cool offer. Um, or actually we tweaked something. So I've seen, you know, no one wants to lower their maintenance plan, right? You, you got a set number and you're like, I need that dollar amount to get my tech out there. One really cool offer we saw, and just think about it, if you're in another vertical, like how this could apply to you using some data. 
I had heard, I think it was Victor talking about the $29 maintenance plan. That's his thing, right? The, the lower one. So we started this strategy. It was a couple months ago. We were educating clients to say, lower your maintenance ticket, but have a checklist of things that you can upsell, but only lower your maintenance plan to houses over 4,000 square feet. Why? Because there's more opportunity. A house in the HVAC industry, well, I'm sorry, a homeowner with a house over 4,000 square feet is going to have two systems, not one. So you're getting your foot in the door, lowering your offer ticket with the ability to solve more problems because there's a higher likelihood of things going wrong. So whatever that metric is, whether it's a homeowner or it's a commercial thing, think of how, and especially we go into next year and the battlefield of next year is like, what are things you can use to do to get your foot in the door from an offer standpoint where you take your customer down the you take your customer by the hand and you walk them down the path of educating them on the problems you can solve but being willing to experiment or try some different things with offers in your business to allow yourself to have a different conversation than you're having right now. I think what's important is to for to hear is he said maintenance maintenance, not install, maintenance. So uh, two, like I said, I said earlier, if I back out of my, I may or may not have done this and it may or may not have been my fault. I back out of the garage, I hit the button, dope the gate, garage door comes down and back into the garage door. Not my fault. Not my fault. It's, it, it, and, t- and listen, A1, I called A1 and uh, they sent somebody there right now. Because if you've ever backed out and hit your garage door, nothing, don't, don't, you can't close it. Don't you feel vulnerable? Like you can't even leave the house because your house is wide open. So speed of service matters. If Tommy couldn't get to you when you answered your phone, would you call somebody else because you got to get your ass to work or wherever you're going? You need somebody to be taken care of. Yeah, that might happen. So speed to, speed to service matters so much. It's a great call to action in the garage door business. If you're in HVAC and plumbing, it's no different there. If you say you do same day, you damn sure better do same day. If you say you do next day, you damn sure better do next day. But speed to service is a great call to action if you can legit do it. Financing offers. So during COVID, we get to play around a lot with this stuff too. Is I'm a big fan of financing offers. It works fantastic still on straight up new install business for an HVAC company uh, or whether it be roofing. Um, or garage doors. But what you can't do is it to make that uh, monthly number like a $29 to $39 a month number where it's a race to the bottom because, the per- yeah, you might have got the lead, but what do you think is going to happen with that lead when you get to the house? So I throw it out there. What's going to happen? You got, you got that person hooked on that low monthly number. Do you think they're going to pass a credit check? You get financed? More often than not, that's not what happens. So there is a threshold of a as low as monthly number. Yes, it's a great hook. It's the car sales model that works well. You use like a $79 a month as you know, or a new system as low as $79 a month. Of course, it's dependent upon what you put in. Of course, it's dependent upon what their credit is. You're just trying to set the hook to get you in the house. But you also don't want to drive to the house to get a lot of declines and waste the time and money, right? So don't lowball it too low. Try to keep that thing in that $79, $89 range for installs. Not what he's talking about on maintenance, installs. Those are two really, really important things. I'm not sure what you guys experience that. Kay, do you experience any stuff with that? Oh, 100%. Yep. And I was going to actually comment on something Dave said too a little bit earlier. I think we miss it so much in this space because we're such a now business. Customer lifetime value. 
We don't talk about customer lifetime value nearly enough. I will take that $29 to get in the house and I will impress the hell out of them. I'll leave hang tags, stickers. I'll leave my cards out. I'll throw a magnet on their door if I can. I put them in my direct mail because I'll, and it might take me three or four of these visits. And then boom, you get the big ticket. You've earned it. The customer lifetime value is not something I think we nearly address enough in this space. And again, not to throw this right to kick charge, but that's where that brand becomes so important because you're there, you spent the money to get there. It's a lost leader, like you're saying, but I'm in a 4,000 square foot house with two units. I'm tagged in their, their room. If they go to direct mail and, or website and they see one of our sites and they pop it up, they recognize your brand. It's closing that whole loop. Yeah, but the customer lifetime value is so important. One other thing too, I think that sometimes people forget to leverage your website for recruitment effectively. So having a strong CTA that's going to be talking about the positions that you're hiring for, again, you're going to always be struggling trying to find the best team members. So it's a great way to make sure people know that you're looking. I'm going to piggyback on that real quick. By the way, you guys realize that like, when you put a recruiting page, uh, the people who are actively searching are probably not the ones you want. Amen. So you still want to have a recruiting page on there that shows maybe not you so much talking about your business, but have a technician and maybe even their husband or wife talking about how they felt since you've worked for XYZ company. I'm telling you that feeling stuff works a lot because sometimes it's not always about the money. There's got to be more. Somebody's out willing to pay you. Just ask Ishmael. He'll tell you 5,000 times, so I'll pay you. So yeah, what's up? That was very polite. These guys are so very polite. nice. Yeah. So write down, I mean, or go look them up on Facebook, uh, Rogers Heating and Cooling out of South Boston, Virginia. We help them start a podcast and it's not just, you know, it's community marketing. They're out. It's network marketing at scale for them. It's also a recruitment tool. And they've hired over 10 technicians from a podcast because she interviewed their technicians on the podcast about their experience working at this company and how great it is and how this company is helping them achieve their personal, professional, financial goals. And it's become a recruitment tool as well as a lead gen avenue as well for them. So I want to, we got a short time since Tommy took three minutes of ours. Thanks, Tommy. It never happens. Um, the, 2024 is going to be a year you can get creative. So here's what I mean by that. You, what are you going to do? What can you do, you or somebody within your company right now, do differently to set yourself apart from them? Well, I believe that you can give your business a personality. So lots of video. Like you watch people watching TikTok, reels, short form video, all this stuff that you will overthink because I'm going to say, hey, go make some videos. And you're going to be like, well, I don't have a professional camera. Well, if you have this, that's all you need. And think about all the jobs that you're running on a daily basis. If you're going out on a job, you could easily record that and be like, hey, I'm at Mrs. Jones' house. You know, I'm, this is, there's a sump pump that's broken. I'm replacing it. Or if it's a grunt, all you're doing is explaining what you did. Don't overthink it. Doesn't need to be professional. Start posting it. It's education. Whether you like it or not, you're in the entertainment business. You are trying to entertain someone to get their attention to use your business. You can do it through education, entertainment. There's a few ways. But don't be afraid to create some video. Like when your back's up against the wall, you know it's going to be a hard season. And it doesn't cost you anything but you doing it. Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable, so do it by yourself the first few times. It's that simple. There you go. Schedule. Schedule it. Scheduled on your phone every day, whether it's at the beginning of the day, the end of the day, whatever it is. If it's on your calendar, it's real. Remind yourself to do some fucking content. And it's the stuff you don't think that people want to see that they do. One they of the do. best videos we had was a guy pulling a water heater out and the whole, all that muck that came out of it. And the guy was kind of dancing around the muck, like trying not to get it, you know, even though he had his booties on. It was hilarious. 
It was like a 30-second clip. It was super fun. It got hundreds of thousands of views on this dumb video that they just sent on a whim. So it's not the stuff. It doesn't need to be highly produced. And it doesn't even always have to be necessarily about what you do. So who here is friends with me on Facebook? What do I talk about on Facebook? Red Robin. I build websites for a living. And everyone comes up to me and they're like, oh, you're the Red Robin guy. You're like the bottomless fries. I just post about it as a joke, but that's become part of my personality now is Red Robin. Yeah. And, but people think of me when they drive by Red Robin. They drive by Red Robin and they say, oh, that's that guy that makes those websites. Do you get any endorsement from Red Robin on that? I'm trying to become a brand ambassador or start no, a franchise. No, they're giving him unlimited fries, I hear. Unlimited he fries? Bottomless. 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 Sorry. <laughs> that's pretty... That's <laughs> Uh, the first time he said that, I was wondering, why the hell is he talking to me about Red Robin? I don't even go to Red Robin. And then I went to Red Robin. What did I do? It's good. It's good. You sent me a picture. Sent a picture of so what I ordered. That's so stupid. It works. So <laughs> what you think might sound dumb or silly is actually probably more meaningful than you think. So just keep posting. I mean, you're going on jobs anyhow. Find the one person that's comfortable doing it. Have them do record the things and keep posting them on your social stuff like that. I promise you it picks up. It's not going to pick up the next day, two days later. But then you got great content on there too. So... Use those things. And your internal team stuff too. Your customers love to see how your culture is inside your walls as well. It's really, that's something that they really love to see. Yep. Huge fan of that. So anybody else have anything else? Good. So what, David? I was going to say I'm hungry <laughs> for some fries. You want some fries? So uh, to tie this thing up, since we got about five minutes or so left, um, all these ideas that we're kind of throwing out to you, are ideas that you can take and tweak and make it your own. We're just telling you what others are doing that have been successful, like proven successful. Things that you can do that are low cost to, you know, to, to go win the battle in 2024. All of our hearts on this stage are for you to be successful. That's it. That's why we're here. That's why we're doing these things. So we're trying to at least tell you things you can do to put yourself into that 5% category that you all yelled back at me and said that you would walk out of here and be. But here's the last piece of this that matters so much is we are in a place in the digital world specifically where you can, well, really even in direct mail, where you can measure everything with a call tracking number, a QR code, and a human being to listen to the number or AI to listen to it. But you have to track and attribute everything to see what's realistically working and what's not. So something that to me has been very important over again, 15, 16 years working with thousands of contractors, I've done this since the beginning, is I want to know how good are we doing at bringing you new business, net new customers. And what did that cost? Because everybody will tell any of us on this stage, if this works, I'll spend as much money as I can with you. Have you said that? Because you mean it. If it works, I'll spend as much money with you. I hear that. I'm like, Great. So when you find out, like, what do, you, what do you need to know to know that it works? Well, here's what you need to know. I spent X, I got Y and brand new business. I'd like you to know how you performed on that leads because you're holding us accountable for bringing a new business. You should hold yourself accountable for booking it, right? So if we have all those and we can see, yep, you booked it, you closed it or didn't close it, you know that whether you're using Service Titan, House Call Pro, doesn't matter, whatever CRM, you got to have attribution on point. And there's so many tools available for you to do it. And by the way, this doesn't take a team. If you have a call tracking number and a human being to listen to it, number one, be prepared when you listen to your own team, take a phone call. 
and then be prepared to hold your, uh, if you're using, anybody in here using an after hours answering service, raise your hand nice and high. Anybody ever want to punch those fuckers square in the face? <laughs> Me too, all of us, because we hear that shit too. That company next out there has been money. So if you haven't looked them up, check them out. But you've got to pay attention to how they're performing on what we're doing. Like we're a team. We do these things together. But you've got to make sure you understand what is a lead. What is a lead? To me, a lead is a net new bookable customer that was not a repeat or referral. Can we agree on that? I don't. That's, I don't think it's just net new. So you can, you, you can go after new business. Like if I'm, my job is to bring you a new customer, you have to know how to track net new business. You also have to be able to track all things coming in and be, figure out where do I attribute this thing to? Did it come from five years ago? But they used, them, they used me five years ago, Katie. The, so they're, they're, they're not a new customer. That's, yeah, that's right. So get into it. I just I led totally you right agree. to yeah, it. Right there. Like, the park. No, I agree. Because it, it's different if they search by your brand, right? They search eco plumbers. Even if they haven't been there in five years, they remembered eco plumbers. They saw your hang tag. They saw the lines, lawn sign. They, they're calling that. But if they type in plumber near me, it is the brand recognition. I think that brought that up. But we, that was a hard fought. You weren't there. That wasn't you're going to be your lead. That was my, my reaction. But yeah, I, I think you're right on, right on base. And it's so easy. And one other quick comment. And like, the other thing is you want to listen to those calls. But a lot of people look at those calls just to get frustrated. Listen, make them save a deals. Listen to those calls, not just for dispositioning them to see how your performance is. Listen to them because you're going to hear someone go, geez, that was a deal. I should call that person back. You'll call them back and you will save you. I'm the owner. I'm the, I'm the GM. I, I'm the manager. And I saw that we called and we did this. You know what? I wanted to call you back myself. You'd be floored. Floored how many of those we'll be able to convert into business. Having your sales team talking with your office manager and talking with your marketing team, whether you guys are on EOS, running L10 meetings or whatever, it's like you have that voice at the door talking to the homeowner, that salesperson or the technician, whoever's having that communication making sure that's going back to the same concept of listening to the calls. It's like you have your employees, your team members in the front line. That information, that feedback they're getting can play into all of this. And when I think about, Chris, to your point of like a new net new lead versus a repeat customer lead, what I really like to do is separate the results of campaigns based on are we advertising to your customer list that's not in the same bucket of the outbound net new stuff. But if you can separate and hold your CMO, your marketing company, whoever accountable for this, look at the metrics of repeat business because we all want repeat business. Again, I go back to Chris, what you were saying with going into a year like next year, you want to be able to lean on your customers. That is not the same statistic. That's not the same ROI. They might not have the same lifetime value as a customer that's used you before. So it's making sure that you're putting your marketing dollars. When we talk about tracking, what bucket is that marketing dollar in? Because there's going to be a, a different cost to get someone to do what? What's the age, age old statistic? It's 10 times cheaper to get a current customer or someone who's given you a dollar to do something again. You have to play that into your equations with return on investment for marketing spend. 100%. So I'll finish with this. And by the way, thanks, panel. Like that flew by. That was really good. I felt like that was a solid ending. Was that good, that last part? Attribution is so incredibly important. And listen, like 2024, if you only just focus on tightening the ship, like making sure you're tracking all the things so that way you know what is and isn't working. The worst thing you can do is feel like something is or isn't working. 
and then change a marketing company because you feel like it was or wasn't working. You have to know. You have to know. So understanding how to attribute what lead to what source and what it cost you and how you performed on it is that big of a deal. So if you just focused on that, regardless of size of business next year, you will set yourself up for success. And I'll leave you with this one last thing. So you guys heard uh, Aaron talk about his story, Aaron Gaynor, Ishmael come up and talk. You guys heard you know, them talking about our little text message group that we're all in. And we hold each other accountable, right? We bust each other's chops quite a bit, but we hold each other accountable. We share numbers. We share what we're doing. Find yourself a good group of people to stay connected to and throw these suggestions to them. It sounds like silly and cliche, but I'm telling you, we can't all say it and all be wrong. Find a good group of people, one, two people, one that makes you uncomfortable, one that you know you can, you know, that's not just going to tell you yes to everything. Find a good group of peers that you can rely on, that you can try these things with, because I promise you're going to need it going into next year. But I believe in you, we believe in you, and hopefully, we're able to give you guys enough value and you can go back and you can be five percenters. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really Really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, it's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review. And be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.